everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is December 2nd. It's 2019, and we have six NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Uh, definitely ready to break the pod down. Six gamer right in our wheelhouse. Uh, I mean, man, it's going to be on and popping today. A bunch of good spots. Uh, NFL treated us well over over the weekend. Uh, excited to get going, man. This is going to be fun. Well, I'm glad NFL treated you well. It did not treat me well. Like I, it was a losing week for me. It was so close to a monster week. Ronald Jones, um, him. He, I would just say him. Like he he crushed me. Like Andy Dalton probably should have had two more touchdowns, and like that obviously hurts, but. You know, no, nobody heard more than Ronald Jones today. Um, I ended up with quite a bit of Ronald Jones to pivot off of Miles Sanders. Still ended up playing a little Miles Sanders, but really focused on Wentz and the passing game and didn't really have a lot of Sanders. And, man, I had so much Devontae Parker and so many Ronald Jones teams. It's just – it's so – it's just a bad taste. But, you know, we learn. We move on. We <laughs> continue not to trust, um, you know, split running back situations. And um, <laughs> continue not to support Bruce Arians. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Uh, I, I know, you know, listen, man, I, I just hate it when you, you, you kind of got, got it nailed. So something similar happened for me as well. I kind of talked about it, you know, pre-pod. You know, I'm on Devontae Adams, you know, pretty much all week. And I look at this weather and I say, man, you know, they got some serious stuff going on there. I said, they're probably going to lean a little bit more on the passing game. I mean, on the running game. And so instead of Adams, I just, you know, I, I load up on uh, Aaron Jones and it just didn't work out for me uh, to help get me to the top. Still, still profited on the week, but uh, could have been a lot better. Well, we move in to Monday, and we have a nice little six-game NBA slate to get us started here. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. Check out the sponsors of the podcast. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. The rake-free DFS site. If you want to play rake-free DFS, you can check them out. I've said it multiple times. I've saved over $2,000. The membership fees pay for themselves within the first week. Um, highly recommend if you're a low stakes player, if you're a medium stakes player, if you're a high stakes player, it does not matter what type of bankroll you have. Um, I highly recommend checking out the rake free DFS. Yeah. You got to pay for the membership up front, but trust me, you're going to, as long as you hit and you play um, each and every day, not even each and every day, as long as you just play the amounts um, of what the membership is, you're likely going to come out way ahead. So Make sure you're checking them out over there at fantasydraft.com. They got a seventeen thousand uh, dollar pick and roll contest for today's NBA slate and smaller stuff too. They got a big two dollar fifty fifty, a five dollar layup, and a one dollar and one, and the big three hundred dollar three ball twelve person t- contest that pays four spots. So check them out over there on fantasydraft.com. Will, we get started here with Phoenix at Charlotte. It's a two twenty five total. Phoenix is favored by four and a half in this game. Aiton is still out. Bridges is questionable. Diallo is out. And Michael Kil- Michael Kid Gilchrist is doubtful. Um, I know that swings everything around here for this Charlotte team. Um, let's start with the Phoenix side of things. What are we looking at here on the Suns? 
Well, the main thing is, man, you know, I, I'm actually really interested in Aaron Baines. Look, man, it's no secret. I've just I've been attacking Charlotte all year inside. Uh, you know, they're having some serious issues there. Baines isn't going to play 35 minutes, but, you know, 25 to 28 minutes against this Charlotte team should be enough. The one thing that I found really interesting about Baines is not that I didn't know it because I've looked at this several times, but I was expecting it to kind of renormalize. Baines actually has a 21.1% usage rate on this team and is average of 1.16 fantasy points per minute. Uh, believe it or not, that's only higher than DeAndre Ayton, and Ayton's not playing. So, you know, with Booker at 1.03 and Oubre at uh, uh, 1.01, that was just something that was very interesting to me. Over time, I thought that would kind of flip a little bit. I thought Booker would maybe pick up a few more points per minute. Uh, but I guess with Rubio there, it's just not happening. But Baines right now has the highest fantasy point per minute uh, on this team. So this is a really good spot for him. If he were if he were to happen to hit 30 minutes, I don't think he's getting there because I know they're probably going to play a little more Kaminsky. Got a little Kaminsky revenge. Shout out to Allen. I'm sure he'll have the flow chart ready. But, but Aaron Baines, man, this is just a good spot for him. I, I'm expecting him to yield some good fantasy results for us. So he's one of my premier plays of the day. Yeah, you don't like Kaminsky revenge, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my only issue with Baines right now is just, you know, he's not been playing a ton of minutes. Um, you know, they've been using this rotation. I think maybe with Diallo out and maybe freeing up an extra few minutes might help him, but – you know, those few extra minutes might end up going to Kaminsky in this game. So it's it's tough to really trust um, anything right now um, as far as Phoenix bigs go. But I, I like the call. We like picking on Charlotte with bigs. You know, Ubre's price has kind of caught up to his recent production. He still has a ceiling at 7K in this matchup. I don't hate him. You know, Rubio back up to 33 minutes last time out after, you know, get, you know kind of being limited his first two games back off of injury or his first game back off injury to around 25 minutes. So I don't hate Ricky Ruby. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. Um, and, and like, I don't hate Dario. It, it's just, I feel like one of Baines, Dario or Kaminsky could be on the winning lineup. So like, this might be one of those things where like, if I'm playing like the 20 entry max, I make a group of those three and, you know, don't let more than one of them be there because I think, I, I feel like one of them has the potential to break the slate or even just have a really good fantasy day. It's just trying to figure out which one. So, um, you know, those guys are all really kind of interesting here. Is, is there anything else on Phoenix? If not, just kind of go over to the Charlotte side. Well, the only thing I'll bring up is I think out of that group, you know, you got Dario at 59 playing the most minutes. You got Kaminsky at 44, who's, you know, essentially playing the least minutes. And then you've kind of got – uh, Baines in the middle. So I just kind of want to point that out, just if you guys are kind of trying to do some tiebreakers. Uh, I guess for me, it would probably, if I had to choose out of those three, I think I'd have to go with Dario for the for the minutes. He, he's the most expensive, but he's, he's the only one playing over 30 minutes. So uh, there we go. On the Charlotte side, man, listen, my boy Miles Bridges is starting to play some ball here, get, getting, you know, pretty good minutes. Uh, had a really bad shooting night uh, on – uh, on Saturday against Milwaukee, shot five for 16, uh, still had 15 points, eight rebounds, two assists. 
Uh, I still think there's some meat on the bone here. So he's actually one of my favorite plays from Charlotte. Obviously, Devontae Graham is going to be fine, but his price is, you know, he's at 7,200. Not that he can't get there, but I think I think Miles Bridges is, is your value play right now uh, until they decide to crank his price up a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I don't mind Rozier at 6,700, but I don't think I have to play him there. Uh, P.J. Washington, you know, he, he kind of got his minutes increased the past two games. But I still don't – I don't trust the minutes for him. He could easily play 20, 25 minutes. Miles Bridges, though, uh, I, I think I think he's another great play today. Uh, Biombo Zeller, I don't know if I can play either one of these guys now because now they're kind of this odd timeshare. Neither one of them has elite upside unless, you know, kind of the other one is out. So, uh, I think Miles Bridges is the only guy from Charlotte that I really want to play today. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, like, I like the Bridges call. I think he's definitely interesting. I still like Graham. Like, what they're doing with Graham, and you know, you're a Charlotte fan. I'm sure you watch the games. Like, he plays, like, three or four minutes as a starter. Um, if you're not watching on YouTube, I did my old-fashioned air quotes here. As a starter. And, and then, like, they they check him out. They give him a breather. And then when Rogier is ready to check out, like, Graham comes back. He, he gets plenty of usage because he's playing without Grant or Rogier on the floor plenty of times. So, I like what they're doing with Devontae Graham. I, I think that, you know, he is just a guy that has upside in every matchup right now. He's averaging 38 fantasy points over the last 10 games. You know, the assists, he's almost averaging a double-double in that period. So, I think that, like, Devontae Graham, even at 7,200, still has a lot of upside in this matchup. Um, but I like the Bridges call. He, he's definitely interesting. I'm with you on the on the center situation. I just want nothing to do with it. You know, P.J. Washington's interesting if he's going to continue to get these minutes, but I'm going to need to see it. Like, I'm going to need to see a full game here of Biombo and Zeller and these guys. But, you know, that, that's really it for me. I don't really see anything else um, on the Charlotte side. So let's move on to Utah at Philadelphia, 208 total here. Philly's favored by four and a half in this game. Um, not really seeing anything on the Utah side as far as injuries go. And then on the Philly side, um, you know, Richardson is doubtful. Uh, let's start with Utah. What do we like here for the Jazz? Well, I mean, I'm still going to continue to look at Donovan Mitchell at this price. Uh, you know, when he, as long as he's going to stay in that sub 8K range. And he's been sub 8K most of the year. I mean, he's had some spots where he's, you know, been priced up. But for the most part, he's, he's sub 8K. Uh, I think you continue to play him here. You know, Joe Angles, man, he's a guy – I feel like he's getting consistent enough minutes in the right spot. Uh, you're going to want to target him. Today Today could be a spot, but I'm not in love with it. I'm really more so in love with his price. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 7,400. Listen, I'm not afraid of Joel Embiid. Uh, at this price, Rudy Gobert has plenty of meat on the bone. So uh, definitely consider those two. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, Bogdanovich, I mean, I think he's priced up. You know, you got other guys, cheap guys here that are playing minutes, but, you know, they're not much plays. We're going to have plenty of value on this slate. Only two guys I want to play from Utah, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, so, like, when you're looking at this game as a whole, it obviously has one of the lowest totals on the slate because it's two of the slower-paced teams in the NBA, and it's two teams that are really good defensive efficiency. So, when you're looking at this game, you know, from outside looking in statistic-wise, it's just one of those games where 
probably not going to love a lot. Like, I don't mind Donovan Mitchell. I don't mind Gobert. I don't mind Bodanovich. Bodanovich is probably my favorite just because he continues to show his ceiling right now. Um, you know, he put up 14 points and 16 rebounds in the first time. Or that was Gobert, sorry. Um, <laughs> he put up 20 points, six rebounds, and five assists the first time these two teams met. Like, I, I think he's okay. It really depends on which site you're playing on, if you get him cheaper somewhere else. But Honestly, I don't really love a lot from Utah. And then, you know, you go to the Phillies side of things, and I think you can play Embiid in any matchup, but I do think this is a tougher matchup. And I do think that we potentially have some studs to play on this slate. But, Will, when we're looking at this slate, like, it might be more of a balanced slate unless you're playing, like, in Embiid because you're probably not playing a lot of, like, Giannis in a game where they're favored by 16, like, you know, it's more of a slate, in my opinion, we're going to be looking at a guy like Trey Young and some of these other guys. So, um, I don't hate Embiid. I just like Trey Young better. And I don't really love Ben Simmons. I just – I hardly ever play Ben Simmons. He's not a guy that I typically play a lot. Like, he has good games every once in a while. But unless people are out, I just don't see him crushing. And it's just, it's just probably my least favorite game on a six-game slate. Yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of Philly, I mean, I, th- I think I'd rather play James Enos than play some of the big boys just because there's going to be other teams that are going to present us with some serious value under 6K uh, that I'd much rather play. So from Philly, I'm, I'm actually just kind of going to scratch these guys off. I, I do think Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, though, at these prices, I, I think they've got, they've got serious upside. If you play those guys on this slate, you've got to think they're all coming in at sub – 8% ownership uh, at these prices. I, I still think you, you can fire them up, but on the Philly side. Yeah. I, I'm not really interested. I, I, like I said, unless I'm playing James Enos as a value play or something like that, I, I'm not playing anybody from Philly. Yeah. And the thing is like, if you're going to play Mitchell and you're going to play Gobert, like I, I feel like you, you're probably going to run it back with like an Embiid. Uh, so uh, moving on, we got Golden State at Atlanta, 222 total here. Atlanta favored by five and a half. It's a back-to-back for Golden State. All the guys that have been out are out. Uh, Draymond Green is out for this one. He's going to sit on the second half of a back-to-back. D'Angelo Russell is targeting a return, but they said it's likely going to be later in the week. Um, and then on the Atlanta side, Collins is still out. Herter is out, and Reddish is questionable. Let's start with Golden State. Obviously, when, when this slate came out, um, DraftKings did not know Draymond Green was going to sit because everybody on Golden State is underpriced in this matchup. Yeah, for sure. And, that, that you know, we got the game right out of the gate. Uh, listen, Pascal, favorite play from Golden State, hands down. After him, I think it's Kyle Bowen at 5,100. After him, I, I don't mind playing Alec Burks at 6K with no Draymond against the Atlanta Hawks. So, you know, those three guys, this is – man, This is, is it just feels like about as good as it gets in terms of value. I don't even mind playing Glenn Robinson the third at 5,100 in this spot. Um, you know, he's going to get the minutes. You know, Jordan Poole's going to get some minutes. As, you know, he, he really relies on his shot. I don't think you have to play Jordan Poole. Uh, you know, but these main guys here, Pascal, uh, Burks, and Bowman, man, I, I feel like you may need to have all three. I don't mind Amari Spellman. This is Amari Spellman revenge. Uh, he's probably going to get more minutes. I'd much rather play him over Jordan Poole. Uh, Marquise Chris at 4,900. He's been getting minutes. I mean, man, I, I don't want to play 
five Warriors, but it's going to be close. I, I, I can guarantee you I'll have at least three. Three minimum Warriors I think you're going to need to take this slate down. Guar- guarantee. I think you'll need three Warriors, Stevie. You might need four, uh, especially if they keep this game close. I don't hate Willie Collins down either at 5,200. Um, you know, he's kind of he's kind on the outside of that big three for me, but – just keep that in mind, folks. I think you need three to four Warriors to take this slate down today. Yeah, and they're obviously going to be the most popular team, as they should be. The rotation is just going to be very small. Um, Pascal is probably my favorite uh, out of the group. I like Burks. Oh, yeah. I like Bowman. I like Pascal. I like Willie Cauley-Stein. I don't hate Glenn Robinson. Like, I think all these guys are just going to be playing a ton of minutes and – you know, even like Chris and Spellman are going to get minutes off the bench in this game because they just, they're going to need everybody here. So um, the thing is, what you have to watch here it, that could make like interesting and like trying to figure things out, like Looney might play in this game. So it, it, they said that he could potentially return Monday. Even if he plays like 10 to 15 minutes, he's taking 10 to 15 minutes away from somebody. Maybe that bumps down like Chris and, and Spellman. I don't think it bumps down Pascal. I don't think it bumps down Burks or Bowman. I think all those guys are fine. I think like you have to worry about Chris losing minutes, Spellman potentially losing minutes. Those are the guys that I'd be like most concerned with if you do if we do get news that Looney is going to play. And I would I would expect Looney to be on a pitch count. I don't think they let him come back and just, you know, do his thing here. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I mean, Looney is probably going to play, but I'm – I mean, like I said, it'll probably hurt the big guys, but I, I'm still – like the big three. That's why I'm hammering this. When I say the big three, obviously it's a little three, but Pascal, Burks, Bowman – those guys are safe. He's not going to impact them, impact them in any way. Those are my three. I think your fourth option is kind of where, where you know, maybe it gets tricky. Um, but, yeah, those three – Glenn Robinson is going to get 35 minutes at least. So, maybe he's your other guy that you consider. All right, on the Atlanta side, Will, I think Trey Young's my favorite play on the slate. Um, it's no secret at this point. His usage is insane with Collins off the floor. I know he's 10-5. I just don't care. Like, I, I think he's a guy that could go for 60-plus in this matchup. And I just don't – when I look at this slate, I don't. I just don't see a lot of guys going for 60. So, I'm perfectly okay paying 10-5 for Young. I, I think Parker is another guy you could potentially look at here, like, you know, just look past the Houston game. They got blown out in the Houston game. Like, it's just not even worth looking at. So, um, I, I just I, – Trey Young. Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey Young, Trey Young. Like, probably going to play him on every team that I build today. Yeah, I, I definitely like Trey. Um, you know, I think one of the decisions you'll, you'll have to make on this slate is, you know, do you play him or, or do you play Giannis? I, I think that's a – Big decision on this slate. Uh, obviously, we know Trey, Chris, Trey's got the upside. He's at home. You know, interesting thing about Trey is he, he's been shooting the deep ball a lot better this year. And, you know, I mean, and I, I'm not talking about just looking at the numbers. I'm talking about actually watching the game. If you just watch the games, you just see Trey – I hate to use this term, but he's just out there murdering people, man. And because he's shooting the deep ball so well – 
the defense is spaced out. They have to guard him further away, and now that opens it opens it up for him to be able to drive and kick, drive and get to the paint. He's able to touch that paint. He's got the floater. Uh, he's getting easy layups. He's getting easy assists. It's just unlocking him has, has unlocked this whole offense. So I, I mean, I'm with you, man. I think Trey's good. Uh, obviously, you know, I think Jabari Parker. This is a spot you just go right back to the well. I don't think, uh, you know, like you said, Saturday got. They got blown out. He's been playing really well uh, with a lot of these um, guys off the floor, uh, like Collins, you know, when uh, and Reddish and all these guys when they're out. Um, Herder's been out, so he he's really been playing well overall. Um, this is definitely a spot I think you you kind of take a shot on him and Trey. Pretty much own all the usage on this team right now. Uh, it's him and Trey. Trey's at thirty six. He's at twenty five. Uh, the next closest person that's getting consistent minutes is DeAndre Hunter at 19. Jabari is averaging 1.21 fantasy points per minute, trades at 1.38. I think that's all you need to know. If you play the Golden State guys, I think you can easily get Trey and Jabari in there. All right. And there's still one value guy that we're going to talk about in a game coming up that is probably going to be like 60% owned on this slate. So we'll talk about him when we get there. Oh, um, Bimber's good too if Reddish is out, by the way. I will say that. Bimbry's in play. All right. We got the Pacers at Memphis taking on the Grizzlies. It's 218.5 total here. Indiana is favored by 10 in this game. Jakar Sampson is still out. Morant is out. Valanciunas is questionable. Clark is questionable. And Kyle Anderson is questionable. It's a back-to-back for Memphis, and they had a lot of guys miss on Sunday. Um, so we're, we're just kind of big-time question marks on all these guys. We don't have an injury report here for these guys. So – um, let's start with the Pacers. Anything standing out to you here for the Pacers? Well, I think the price of Miles Turner is standing out at 5700 Uh I just think, you know, even though he's had a roller coaster of a season in terms of production, you just have to take shots when they're playing teams that aren't playing much defense right now. I think, I think as of right now, this is probably about the only guy I want to play from the Pacers unless someone sits. Like if Sabonis were to sit – you know, then I'd be more willing to consider like T.J. Warren, Lamb, you know, guys like that. Uh, but if if Sabonis plays, um, you know, Miles Turner, uh, fifty seven hundred, I think is still in play because of the price. I, I think that's a little bit too cheap uh, for this spot. Other than that, you know, I've been on Brogdon all year, but I don't think it's the spot unless you know, you know, somebody's out, and um, that's where I'm at with Indiana. So when we're looking at the spot, well, we're looking at a team in the pace or not the team in the pace. We're looking at a team in Memphis that is top 10 in pace, bottom 10 in defense. Um, so I, I think that – I think the Pacers are the sneaky team on this slate, and getting them right is going to be like the sneaky way to win this slate. And I don't think that I have the blueprint for it. Um, I'm just saying when I look at it, they're high. They're going to have a really high implied team total. It's going to be higher than their average. It, it's a pace up spot. They're on the road. They're going to play more at the, the the home team's pace. Memphis doesn't play defense. Memphis is missing a lot of guys. I, I think that like Brogdon, he just keeps standing out to me. Brogdon and Sabonis, like playing those guys with some of these Memphis value guys could be very interesting. Like if Jeremy Lamb shoots the ball well, he could be a difference maker. If TJ Warren shoots the ball well, he could be a difference maker. So when I'm looking at the Pacers here, 
I, I think I, you know, if I'm building 20 teams, I'm going to have some stacks here when it comes to the Pacers because I do think that – I think they could be a difference maker on this slate. Just when we're looking at logistics on how, you know, pace up spot, bad defensive team, a lot of guys out on the road – or, you know, are you going to get a blowout on the road? It, you know, it's a back-to-back for Memphis, but they're coming off a win against um, Minnesota on Sunday. So, like, it just – it kind of sets up to be, like, I feel like the sneaky spot on this slate. So, I really like the Pacers. Those four guys that I mentioned, Brogdon, Sabonis, Lamb, Warner. Throw in Turner, too. Like, you know, I, I think those are guys – and those, all five of those guys, I think you could potentially play two of those guys. Run it back with some of this Memphis value, like, you know, Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, Jay Crowder. These guys are going to play a ton of minutes here. If we get news that Clark and Valanciunas sit on top of Morant, like, you know, it could be a way to pivot off of Golden State and, and still have the upside to win a slate. So, um, I like this game. I think this game is sneaky. But it really is going to depend on Valanciunas and Clark because if those guys sit, it just opens up so much. Triple J is going to have massive usage. Jay Crowder is going to play 50 minutes. Um, just I know, I know, I know. He can't play 50 <laughs> minutes unless there's overtime. But I like Dylan Brooks. He's one of my favorite players on this slate. Um, you know, from a guy that really is scoring dependent, like I just – even in this tougher matchup here against the Pacers, I think he's just going to play a boatload of minutes in this game. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, look, I, I, I like the Memphis guys. I, I don't like them better than Golden State at the moment just because I feel like at, at, at the moment that we're talking about, there's definitely more certainty. Um, you know, if you ask me right now, who would I take, Tyus Jones or, or Kai Bowman straight up? I'd take Bowman. Um you know, straight up, not that I don't like Tyus, but Kai, he, he's, he's set, man. He's going to play probably around 35 minutes. So, uh, I definitely like him. You know, Dylan Brooks, you know, obviously I don't mind Dylan Brooks as well. He's definitely in play at 5,200. Um, I think you can easily fit him in with some of these other guys. Same thing for Jay Crowder. You know, if these guys are playing big minutes, uh, you can easily fit them in. Um you know, so I, I like this side of the game a lot more than Indiana. And listen, I'm all about some shooting guards against Memphis now. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all about it. You know, for me, I'm just kind of judging the slate. Um, you know, I'm with you, though, from from an ownership standpoint, uh, in one of the best spots of the night, Indiana's not going to have nearly as much as the Golden State guys. So I, I'm with you, man, you know, especially with the difference between uh, you know, Jeremy Lamb and, and Burks being about 300 bucks. Everybody's going to be on Burks. You're not going to have a lot flowing to Jeremy Lamb, who's just got the premier spots, the premier spots on the slate. So I, I totally get it, man. I still feel like I would side with Burks, but I think if you're multi-interim, like you said, I, I think I, I think you, you've got my juices flowing here. Definitely want to get some Indiana exposure. For what it's worth, I like Golden State at Atlanta more. Uh, I, I just want to be <laughs> no, no, clear. I, really no, clear. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that I was clear on that. I just – I think this game is a really interesting tournament pivot. Uh, I'm not saying fade Golden State at Atlanta if you're playing multiple entries. Even if you're playing a single entry, you're probably more likely going to play Golden State. But Man, it's like having Coors and, and Texas on the same slate. Uh, Texas in 100-degree weather and, and Coors is Coors. I get it. And – 
if this was baseball, you know for sure I'd be fading Coors if you guys have listened to this pod any amount of time. So uh, this, I don't know, man. You, you, you might, you're making me think here. I, I might, I'm going to get some leverage from Indiana for sure. And again, it really depends on Valanciunas and Clark. Like we really want those two guys to sit. Like that, that opens everything up. So, all right, moving on. We got the Knicks and the Bucks. Two twenty and a half total here. Milwaukee is favored by sixteen in this game. Marcus Morris is questionable. Elf Payton is questionable. Nick Lakina got hurt in Sunday's game. We're gonna put him as questionable, but um, I, I I highly doubt he plays. Um, and then on the Milwaukee side of things, Brooke Lopez is out, and Sterling Brown is still out. Will Dennis Smith Jr. played thirty-eight Ooh. minutes against Boston Ooh. on Sunday? Oh, he is, buddy. He is 3,200. Um, oh, buddy. If Elf and um, Nick Lakina do not play, Dennis Smith Jr. might be on every team I built today, too. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, I, I've, I've got a couple friends out there in the industry. Obviously, you included. Listen, man, he's a lock button today. Lock. Lock. I don't care if they're playing Milwaukee. He's a lock button. He's 3,200. <laughs> don't get cute, folks, Okay. If Frankie Nicotine sits, I, I you know, may, maybe he sits, maybe he doesn't. If he sits, please, 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 don't outsmart yourself. Play Dennis Smith Jr. He's 3,200. Even if he only gets 20 fantasy points, he'll be fine. Even if he only gets 25, he'll be fine. He's 3,200. Just get him in your lineups. Don't think about it, okay? He's 3,200. Now that we've got that out of the way, uh, you know, I he's probably about the only guy I would play from the Knicks. Um, you know, Kevin I mean, Kevin Knox is cheap, too. If, uh, if, if Morris is out, he should get a few minutes. Um, you know, they're probably going to play Dotson a few minutes. Like, Dotson got 32 minutes against Boston. And, man, for some reason, Dotson was outstanding for us last year, Stevie. I'm sure you remember that, man. He just cranked out a couple 30, 40, 50-point games for us, maybe more, more so 30s and 40s occasionally. So he, he's not a guy I wouldn't mind. But DSJ at 3,200, I think he would be the guy. Um, but that's about it. Don't want to play Randall. I, I do like this price on Mitchell Robinson, but – uh, man, his minutes are all over the place. Don't know when he's going to get 30, 20, 15. I, I have no clue. So, uh, but, yeah, Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr., Damian Dotson, I think those would be be the two guys I'd have the most interest in, even in a semi-tough matchup against Milwaukee. And I feel like they'll pretty much be blowout-proof, too. Like, even yeah. on a back-to-back. Like, you know, Milwaukee's likely going to handle this game. Like, and there's no doubt about it, but – um, I like the Dotson call. If we get news on Morris, is going to sit. Like, if all these guys that are potentially going to sit here, Morris, Peyton, and Nick Lakina, like, we're going to have a lot of value with Dotson and Alfred Peyton. So, man, um, listen, can, can, I, can I say something real quick? Sure. If, uh, if, if these guys do sit, um, like, I, I think there's a route. Like, you just load up on all your guarantee points, guys. And build from there. Like, I know we kind of go in reverse most times. You know, you kind of plug in your value and see what you have. But if these types of guys sit and you're getting two to three 3K guys, 4K guys, 5K guys, because uh, there's going to be some value on the other side of this game more than likely, man, I think you just plug in all your guys that are your studs. There's really only two on the slate, and then you just go from there. 
right, let's talk about one of those studs. We got Giannis here going up against Knicks. Um, Giannis is a beast, and I don't want to say that he's not. The only thing that you have to worry about in this matchup is exactly what you worried about on Friday? Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Saturday yeah, it was, it was ugly, man. It was ugly. I, oh, God. Like, he only had to play 20 minutes in that game. He still put up 45 fantasy points. Like, there's your floor. Like, if you want Giannis's floor, there it is. Um, you know, it it's a 20-minute, 40-point, 45-point game for 12K. Um Listen, I like Trey Young more. I've already said that, but I like Giannis on this slate just because raw points are going to matter on this six game yes. slate with all the value. Yeah, man, that, and and that's all I'm saying, and that's that's all I was trying to say. Like Giannis and Trey, Gian, Giannis is a little bit safer than Trey, I think. Overall, like comparing, you know, apples to apples, Giannis would be a lot more safer than Trey in most circumstances. But, you know, on a, on a day like today, man, you know, even even with the dynamic price and with the prices we have on other guys, if you can get both of those guys in, I, I think you need to do it. You know, Giannis – so let's say Giannis plays 29 minutes in this game. He probably gets right at 60 or, or maybe, maybe even more than that. So if Giannis hits 60 and Trey hits 60, that's 120 points plus your value guys that have opened it up for you. Um, you know, anyway. So, Greek, I, I think he's just in play. I think you get him in your lineups. Uh, obviously, outside of that, I think Brooke Lopez is going to sit again. So, you know, Robin only played 24 minutes on Saturday, 33 fantasy points, 13 points, six rebounds, four assists, three blocks, and two turnovers. And, you know, if he happens to play more than that, we, we've seen a little bit of good Robin Lopez when he was in Chicago, how he could put up these games. I think at 4,400, I, I think you play him in this spot, man. He's, he's going he's to have an opportunity to produce. So uh, love him, love these guys. Giannis and Robin would be the only two guys from this side of, of the uh, ball that I really want to play because I'm going to get my value from everywhere else. Chicago at Sacramento, 211 total here. Sacramento favored by five in this game. Otto Porter is still out. Felicio is out. Bagley is still out. And Fox is out. Um, let's start here with Chicago. You know, Zach Levine is always a ceiling type of guy. He's gone for at least 47 fantasy points in three of the last four games. We're starting to see Zach Levine usage where he's attacking, where he's getting these, you know, free throws and getting these shots and making some threes, like, Zach Levine is certainly another guy you have to consider on this slate. Yeah, for sure. Um, not not at the top of my list. If I had seventy nine hundred in my utility spot, I probably just plug him in. Um, he he would probably be the the best option. Um, you know, for, from this particular team, um, I, I do think there's a couple guys on Sacramento I like a little more. Um, but like if you said, hey, you had to max out your salary, I don't think you can go wrong with playing a little bit of Zach Levine. I just want to say Laurie Marketing seems to have fallen off a cliff with his minutes. I know he played 32 against Portland, but outside of that, man, he's been in the mid-20s. I don't know what uh, Bowling is doing there. We got to figure this out, though, because you just can't, I don't know why Laurie Marketing is not playing at, at minimum 30 minutes a game. So just want to kind of rant about that. Uh, but you can't really play too many guys from this team, and I'm and I'm not going to. So um, there you have it. That's my explanation on the Chicago Bulls. 
Yeah, like when you're looking at this spot, you're just kind of like, you know, you hope this game doesn't go crazy because it doesn't seem like a great late night hammer. It's two hours, you know, of a gap. Like it's going to be the only game going tomorrow night. And you just kind of hope, like, you know, I, I think Zach Levine's in play. Sanarinsky is in play if you kind of go more balanced build, just to be different. Everybody's going to go stars and, stars and scrubs on this slate. So you just want to be different on this slate. Like, you know, if you're going more balanced, Sanarinsky is interesting. He's gone for over 30 fantasy points in four of the last six games. Uh, he's 5,300. 6X is not bad here. Um, on the Sacramento side of things, like, I like Rashard Holmes. It's just, is he going to make the cut today? And, like, that's just kind of <laughs> what I'm struggling with. Like, I love the fact that he played 37 minutes against Denver the other night, um, but – uh, I could see him crushing this matchup if he stays on the court and doesn't get in foul trouble. Yeah, for sure. This is the spot of all spots. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like him here. I, th- I think this is, a, this is a really, really, really good spot for him. I mean, we've been attacking the Bulls just like we've been attacking Charlotte inside. I think my favorite player from this game right now is Mr. Bogdanovich at 6,200. Uh, I think there's still plenty of meat on the bone there if he has a ceiling game. Um, you know, I, I don't think I play well with Trey Burks, but you know, he's I think I think he's right in that leverage spot in that 6k range where you're kind of deciding do you want to play Burks, do you want to play Lamb? You know, so I think he's good leverage there. I, also, this doesn't have anything to do with this slate per se. You're probably saying, Well, Will, why are you mentioning this? Doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, you know, started shooting over the weekend. Uh, his price is 3100 on DK. Maybe they'll catch it early and move it up, but I just wanted to point that out. As the as the time keeps coming, if they happen to rule him in like on a random day, just just keep that in the back of your head. De'Aaron Fox is thirty one hundred right now. Yeah, luckily he's already ruled out for this one. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying in, in general. Yeah. Um, you know when you when you say when we look at this spot, like it's just it's just so hard. On the on, in this like like I said, this game is just one of those games that I just hope that it doesn't go nuts. Um, like I don't trust Corey Joseph. I don't trust like Corey Joseph could play fifty minutes in a game and put up twenty fantasy points. So I just think there's better value. I don't mind the Bodanovich call. Um, like Chicago is still third third worst in the NBA at rebounding. So like anytime you have big guys that rebound really well, like Holmes, like they have potential to put up like a 15 rebound game in this spot. So like, that's one of the reasons I really like him in this spot. He's been way better at home than on the road this season too. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things. So, um, anything else from this one? No, sir. I'm good to go. All right. Um, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Will, give me your guy favorite play under five K to seven X on this one. There is a ton of them. Yeah, man. There's a bunch. Um, I think I'm going to roll with Old Faithful. Let's roll with Robin Lopez, man. I, I like him at uh, 4,400. I had written him down. Just so you know, I had written him down already for my Let's Get Weird GPP play of the day. So I got to cross <laughs> that out. Um, I really liked him today um, for what it's worth. But I'm going to go with um, DSJ. Uh, I yeah. just I don't see him not yeah. getting seven X today, so I'm gonna go with him over eight K to go under five X. Who do you got? 
Man, not really a lot of choices today, but give me Joel Embiid. Oh, Embiid. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's tough. I guess I'll go Simmons. Like, you know, again, I, I just I like the raw points today from Giannis, even though I I take him a lot in this game. Like, yeah. So, um, give me your favorite six X play today. Um, definitely have to has to be Pascal, man. I I like me some Pascal today. I feel like you copied my list today. Um, I did not. <laughs> I know. I'm just telling you, I, I feel like that's what it feels like today. Um, oh, man. Yeah, like, I guess, like, even though, like, it seems like a lot because of his price, I have a hard time not seeing Alec Burks have a good game today. So I'm going to oh, see yeah. Burks, Burks oh, get yeah. 6X today. Um, since yeah. Will took Pascal, that, that was my guy. Um, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day, Will. Damian Dotson, man. I, if he gets the minutes, good night. Damian Dotson, 3,400. Oof, it's, it's going to get ugly. I like this guy today. So I don't know if this is a get weird GPP play of the day, but I feel like this guy is going to be really low owned. So that's why I'm going to say him. I'm going to go with Brogdon. I don't think yeah. Brogdon's going to get a lot of ownership today. I could no. be wrong. It is the night before on uh, Sunday night. I could be way wrong, but when I open up projected ownership, I just I feel like he's going to be a guy that's going to be very low owned in this spot. So I'm going to go with Brogdon as my get weird GPP play. Will, give me a tournament or a cash game, whatever you want. Um, game selection question. Just give me a tournament or a cash game that's standing out to you on today's slate. Well, uh, give me a second here. I mean, listen, man, the, the go-to for me are the, the single entry. So uh, I think as, you know, uh, mid-stakes or high-stakes player or low-stakes player, I think you always need to be looking at single entry, three-entry max. It just gives you a better a better shot at the field. Um, so I know we've had a, highlighted this one before, but that mid-range jumper, man, it's just – it's like a staple for, for everyone. I mean, if you look at it, um, you know, paying out 24.96%, about around 25%, 10% to first, uh, top 10 is 33.3%. It's pay, paying you uh, 1.5%, 1.5x on your money is the min cash. Like, it, I, I think this, this, this mid-range jumper should be a staple for anyone in, in the bankroll building stage. Even if you're not in the bankroll building stage, no, we've touched on this one before, man, but it's just it's just a favorite. I love this tournament. Um, so you know, you mentioned single entry three inch max. So I actually have a tournament to that I wanted to highlight today. This is my my lower stakes players or my mid stakes player that you know wants to get better at three entry max. And it's the 15k hot shot over there on DraftKings. It's a three entry max tournament. The three dollar tournament. Somebody is going to turn $9 into $1,000 on this slate, or if they're just going to play one entry. But if you're working on your three-entry max, this tournament pays 23% of the field. Min cash is 2x. So even if you only have one out of three teams cash, you're only going to lose, you know, 33% or one, one, $3. However, I guess it's more than 33%. But either way, no, it's 33%, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, 
So, and, and like the top 10 of this tournament's only getting 23% of the prize pool. First place is only getting 6.67%. So it's a, it's a good tournament around 59.50 as far as entries. It will let you continue to build your, your exposure to three entry max. When you get good at it, you can go up to the 20, you can go up to the $75. There's a lot of three entry max. You can go up to the 150. So if you're working on strategy, you know, you could break even with a top 250. You can make $1,000 um, if you if you have the nut type lineup. So make sure you're checking that out. If you're a low stakes player, you're, like I said, you want to get better at three entry max. You have $10 a day you want to put towards tournaments. Maybe this is where you where, where you want to do it or a $10 single entry. So you got to learn what's best for you. Are you a single entry player? Are you a three entry max? Are you a 20 entry max? Do you want to do mass multi-entering? Check out the mini max. Get better at what you want to do, but focus on what you want to do. Like don't just play a bunch of cash games and tournaments and not realize what you're entering uh, because that will not make you any better. Will, give me your favorite over-under on this slate. Man, um, I actually feel like I want to take one and I want to take the under. I'm going to take the under on this Philly-Utah game. I, you know, whatever whatever the total is, I'm just, I'm going under. All right. Um, I'm going to go over in the Memphis-Indiana game, 218 and a half. I, I just have a sneaky feeling about this game. I just, I hope I'm right. Um, uh, you know, it could be, I could be way, way wrong, but I, I hope I write, I'm hope I'm right when it comes to this. So, uh, Will, we're done here on this Monday. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man, Let, let's have a good time. Watch the news. Uh, things could shake up. I know we feel like, we, I do feel like we had a fair amount of news for this one, but I still think a few things could shake out later. So watch the news and, uh, and, and have fun, man. Don't, don't let this stress you out. You know, if you're, trying to do it full-time or trying to build. Listen, man, don't let it stress you out. It's just a game, and you can get good at it. Make sure you know what you're playing. Uh, you know, if that's one thing you take out of this podcast every day, make sure you know what you're playing. That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. I hope everyone has an awesome Monday. hope everyone had an awesome weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.